Hello and welcome to the OMG Movie Podcast, where your MGs, Michael and Matthew, review and discuss the best movies from each year to crown the overall most great movie. Join us as we debate and rate how well movies accomplish their goals, provide memorable moments, and leave lasting legacy. Oh my god. 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 I call them the OMG. Oh my god. 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 Hello and welcome back the omg podcast i'm one of your hosts matthew and the woo man over there michael how you doing never been called a woo man before i think i want to change my official name to be the woo man <laughs> i mean there's still time <laughs> i've heard that i hear the documentation process isn't fun but the you know, woo mg the woo mg uh so we are here today to discuss a 2001 i don't know what to call it uh, it is a movie we can call it that <laughs> It not has a another, running time. Yeah, not another teen movie, which was admittedly a choice I made. Yeah. This was the last entry, I believe, the last pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was, for me, I saw it as a, you know, wild card. Yeah. We'll, we'll throw it. You you did Scary Movie last year. I did. Proved to be a mistake. Uh, <laughs> I thought, well, this is, this year we can at least get a, a better parody movie in the mix. I, I didn't like Scary Movie. You can go no, back and listen to how and why I didn't like it. A lot of uh, fouls in that movie. A lot of fouls. And they, that was an all-time sold. I still believe the record holder for fouls in a game. or in a, in I mean, a we had two characters get fouled out, and that that yeah. very rarely happens. Early on. And I, I, spoiler alert. For this episode, at least one character will be fouled out. Ooh, I, I enjoy. One. At least one. Okay. At All least right. one. It's debatable on others. We'll get to them. But uh, the point <laughs> of the entry here was... To just see as the parody game changed in the 2000-2001 range when we were doing the draft show. I don't think there were any ones left that had a legitimate shot at the crown. There were some fun movies we could have thrown in, sure. Yeah. Miss Congeniality, I think, was... There was also was a lot of depressing in. movies you could have thrown in. <laughs> a lot of depressing movies to be thrown in. And this was just a fun entry. And we're like, let's, let's see how it shakes out. I remember liking it when it came out. What were your... Do you recall this movie coming out? Do you recall how you like, did you watch it a lot? Because for me, it might have been because I was a horny young boy. That <laughs> seems to be what this movie was made for. Yeah, uh, I just don't know what was your uh, mindset when this movie was uh, was released. Uh, well, I was a horny young boy at the time. <laughs> <laughs> that checks out. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, watched a lot. No, I don't know if there's any parody movie that I've watched a lot. I mean, honestly, maybe Airplane is probably the parody movie I've watched the most in my right. life. But I will say, yes, I, I have watched this a few times, not in the last decade. I think probably all of my viewings were, <laughs> you know, in my you know teens to 20 ages. But, okay. you know. As we get into this, you know, again, part of what I look for when I'm when I'm doing this process is trying to figure out why would someone want to watch the movie, right? Because no matter how good a movie is, if you're not in the mood for it, it's not going to connect. 
right? So you need to be in a very specific oh. headspace to, to be thinking, oh, is, is another teen movie in the cards tonight? <laughs> right. So, yeah, like this is something where, like, you know, again, you, you talk to your people like, all right, we're going to watch a movie. All right. Is everyone in, in the mood for a comedy movie? Not just comedy, though. You have to be in for a parody movie. Right. So that's already going to cut off at least half the people who want to watch a movie just don't like parodies in general. Second, you have to be in the mood for a sexual or titillation movie. I would almost that's... say like, uh, what's it called when it's not porn, but it's porn? It's softcore. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, it's not, it's not like NC-17. You're not seeing dicks, but mm -hmm. you're seeing lots of boobs. And yeah. uh, just like as close as you can get innuendo wise to yeah. saying something that's like, like NC-17. I'm not sure if there's words that can get you that, that. Mm -hmm designation but if there were this would have gotten that. yeah there feels like there are a few scenes in the movie that if the cameras had kept rolling it would have turned into a porn yeah sure you know yeah <laughs> but yeah i mean and not 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 to not to bury the lead but i will say uh, when i when i'm going through it my doing my rating that is the category that i think this movie excels in the most is it is a raunchy sex filled movie like, and yeah. it, it does deliver. Like you say that and there's some movies you're like, ah, oh, that wasn't, that didn't really have a lot of sexual innuendo. It didn't, it wasn't that raunchy from moment A to moment Z in this movie, you're getting raunch. Yeah. And, and we can, we can, I, I think those are the only two categories. This movie nah, nah, nah. You also you have to be in for a teen movie. Oh, come on. You have to. It, no, I'm sorry. It's in the title. I mean, it's, it's yeah, yeah. I know it's in the movie. title. I mean, what, what, so what's your second category? The sexual titillation category. What is that? That's a category now? That's my category. Make, what's in that category? What, what are the other entrants into that category? What else have I put into that category? Hold. <laughs> That's so silly. You can't have a category of one. Yeah, I can. That's too specific. You need no, to have no, no. A There's a lot of movies that 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 is why you put them on is because of the sexual titillation. That's that's what I'm thinking. It's not a genre in terms of no. You're not going to blockbuster and saying, "Hey, can I have the sexual titillation aisle?" But when you're looking at what movie am I going to put on and watch, that is part of the calculus. So, you know, if you go to Netflix and you look at the things on the bottom, you know, one of them's going to be like sex sexuality or sexual explicit. Yeah, but that's different. Those are like romance movies that are like. Mm -hmm. Like porn, I, I don't think that th this is. If they, maybe you're looking for a better word, and maybe that word is raunchy. Sure. Is sexual uh, yeah. titillation to me as a category is. I mean, you're just you're basically saying you have a porn filter. These are the ones that I classify as porn. I mean, but Ra not necessarily a, porn. Sure, whatever. It's like in that neighborhood in terms sure. of like actual. This could be in a theater. Mm hmm. But I can get behind a raunchy category because the, the movie is, it's obviously uh, uh, exaggerated. And that's what they're going for. Like, what's the ultimate trajectory? If we, if we kept going down these paths of uh, tropey teen movies, what's mm. the ultimate end point? And it's something like this, where everything is hypersexualized and aggressive. Because that's really what's on un the undercurrent of all of these other teen movies is just mm -hmm. sex, racism, like gender issues, a bunch of that. And which this movie just takes to the logical extremes, which isn't a good decision all the time. But it, it points out kind of the issues with this genre. Mm-hmm.
Yeah. Are you, are you in process of finding other titillating category movies you got in there? I am. I am. I, I, there we go. Dirty Dancing Havana Nights. So that is two. one. Okay. That, that's, that's another. I'm, hey, I've watched a lot of movies. I got to go through. <laughs> I'm surprised go through. that one made the list. I mean, it's a, it's a recent watch. Um, <laughs> but actually oh, actually recommended. I, I will say that wow. it's a memorable it's a memorable movie. Not as good as actual Dirty Dancing, but better than I thought a almost off brand prequel would have been. So they'll su- they'll sub recommend for those of you who like Dirty Dancing. Which yeah. if you like Dirty Dancing, so my recommendation is if you want to watch Dirty Dancing Havana Nights, <laughs> you only want to watch it if you're in the mood for sexual titillation. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you're, Euro trip, Euro trip. Other... That's okay. Well, that's got some sexual titillation. I think in you're it. looking at a raunchy comedy with that one too. I think that one needs to be relabeled. All right. I mean, hey, you know, you have your way of uh, labeling things. I have mine. Mine works for me. I know when I'm going to put in a sexual titillation movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the original Dirty Dancing, also sexual titillation. <laughs> okay. I think we're 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 scratching the surface on the on the depths of your category situation. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to get a full deep dive on how many different potential categories there are. Cause I was coming out here thinking there's like 10 and oh, you, no, you're no, busted no. out like the deep, the deep cuts. And I'm just not prepared for it. Nor do I think our listeners are prepared. I don't think they're categorizing as quite in depth as, as you might be, mm-hmm. but in, in the sake of keeping this under film time, cause we aren't, we aren't dealing with a long with a long run time here. We gotta, we gotta keep it a clean 90. So let's let's move on from the from from the category recommendations and just see is this a general what's the general grade from the MGs on this movie? This is without giving our our detailed reviews. We just mm-hmm, want to give mm-hmm. a a letter, either either an O, an M, or a G associated with where we would bucket where we drop oh, this okay. movie in, in bucket wise. So why don't you start us out with either a outstanding, memorable, or garbage? All right. Well, I'll first, I need to answer the question because I know there's some people out there on the, uh, just on bated breath, 26 categories is how many I have to pick from. So is that a firm 26 or is that a, it has room to grow. It has room to grow. Is there some, (laughs) is is there some categories that need to be more, more specified? Again, I I think it's just, it's a hard to be able to explain like what kind of movie some something is without going into the plot. And I think boiling it down to, Hey, what are the two or three main things this movie is going to, is hoping to provide. Right. And so that way, instead of having to go through the actual plot, are you into these three categories out of the 26 possibles? But anyway, (laughs) Hey, I am going to throw ahead, go ahead and say that this is a memorable movie for Mm. your, your woo MG. Wow, a memorable, and that's mm-hmm. and it's a spicy take. Uh, after we'll have to we'll have to do what your thoughts are after we've gone through some of these scenes. Yeah, um, the foul category here is big. It's big. the 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 thing that separates this movie from a scary movie mm-hmm. is it's actually dealing with, I think, a surface level plot that rivals actual teen movies, mm-hmm. where it's able to actually keep a somewhat coherent and logical character relations, relationships Mm -hmm. and plot lines Mm -hmm. somehow what it doesn't do well is take anything and elevate it. 
I think it's a lot of potty jokes, a lot of a lot of shit jokes, a lot of mm-hmm. sex. Obviously, bottom of the barrel humor here. We're talking. Mm-hmm. This is probably target market for this movie mm-hmm. from thirteen to twenty twenty two. Yeah, I think that sounds about like right. We'll, we'll say maybe twenty five, but yeah, <laughs> depending. Depending Brains on are still of, developing at that yeah, age. Yeah. Were you an early drinker or a late drinker? I think if you're a late <laughs> drinker, maybe it pushes into 25. But anyway, uh, I think it's a borderline M and G. It's mm-hmm. real close between the two. I think because of the fouls, I'm giving it a G. Ooh. I mean, the, the fouls were big enough for me to, to just disregard. Ne- never going to be a recommendation to anybody even if you're like, oh, I'm kind of into a parody movie, eh, I don't watch that. I'm not, I don't want to. I don't want to have my name associated to the recommendation. I might say someone I know has recommended this movie, <laughs> take it on their authority. But I'm not willing to go out and, especially how this movie starts off. I just I don't want to be associated with a recommendation to it. Interesting. You're you're worried about the public thoughts of you as someone who is recommending this movie. Not necessarily public. I'm assuming somebody's asking and like, hey. Yeah should I watch this or what, what do you think I'd like it? Mm-hmm. I don't want to be out in a limb with that individual. I'm not worried about mm-hmm. if the public perceives me as liking this movie. I will say if, if left to my own devices in a room, it's on TV. This is kind of how we mm-hmm. do the M's. Yep. I probably would watch a decent portion of this more so than a lot of garbage movies. I would just shut mm-hmm. off. I wouldn't necessarily shut this off unless it was at uh, the very beginning. I don't want to see the very beginning. I don't want to see, like aspects of the end, like the very end, I don't want to see. But there's some of like I'll see that skit or I'll see that bit. So it's a tough one, but I am going to have to go with a G. I, I'll hmm. sleep better knowing I gave this a G. Interesting. I'll, I'll see as we get into the deep discussion if I can maybe uh, get you to switch a little bit, maybe lean towards that M side. Because again, this is what I like the genres is I am not wholeheartedly recommending everyone should go out and watch not another teen movie, even though I think it's memorable. What I'm saying is if you're in the mood for a teen comedy, mainly dealing with sexual titillation, this is a memorable movie. This one hits those buttons well, but you're right. It does not do anything else. It's not trying to do anything else. It oftentimes takes the lowest possible option in terms of a joke. And that's why it doesn't raise up to the level of everyone should watch it. Yeah. There's definitely people who should not watch this. Oh, most, most. <laughs> I, I, you need to have a, like a somewhat steady, uh, not a gag reflex, but something that's going to keep your stomach in check for what happens. Cause a lot of it is like really, tough to watch because it's so graphically about shit a lot. I think a lot of, for me, was that there was only one scene of that. There was a couple, well, there's a lot of shit talk. Okay. But then there's one like, very aggressive shit scene. Well, sure. I'm not a, I'm not a shit person. Like for me, that kind of stuff. I'm already, I'm a woo man. You're not a shit person. Yeah. I'm just not like, any sort of like shit overly done is like, I don't want to say it's like too much potty talk. It's not really, it's, it, it's, a, it's specifically shit stuff that I kind of check out of. And this movie, maybe it's just for me, my taste mm-hmm. lean too hard on some shit, but mm-hmm. to each their own. Some people like it. Yeah. Well, I think with, with that said, I think we've done a pretty decent job of trying to avoid any specific spoilers. So you now know our recommendations. So if you haven't seen the movie, you know, if you'd want to watch it or not before we get into the discussion, but I say we turn it now to that 
infamous opening scene that has caused many a people to walk out of the viewing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just a little behind the scenes on our watching behavior. Typically, mm -hmm. we have an assignment. We're watching a movie mm -hmm. to see how it's going to shake out in the bracket. Yeah. Sometimes our significant others will watch. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they won't, depending on their perception of the movie. Yep. This one, I think, surprises both that there was some, like, uh, agreement. Like, oh, we'll watch this with you. Mm -hmm. I was surprised. My fiance does not like potty stuff, doesn't mm -hmm. like child humor. She is uh, aggressively against uh, a lot of the toxic masculinity stuff that, mm -hmm. these, that, these, that, these, that this genre of movie tends to just really lean into. Mm -hmm. But she was in to watch... Or at least try to watch, and I think there was the same sense of agreement on your side. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if uh, are, are we saying are we saying names on overkeeping anybody's uh, I mean, identities private? I'm keeping. What does say? What does say? Your fiance. I don't know if your fiance had ever watched the movie before, but but my wife uh, had watched <laughs> it before, so she knew what she was getting into. And usually I get a wholehearted, yeah, save that one. I'll watch that one with you. Or no, 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 that one's on your time yeah, yeah. only. Uh, this one was like, a, all right, whatever, have it in the background. You know, I'll, I'll be like paying bills, doing some shopping while, and I'll like pay attention every once in a while. And I will say she got more invested than I think she thought she was going to be. I hoped. I had a hope. So honestly, mm -hmm. I didn't know what to expect and how I would how I would handle the movie. But the reason I bring this up is be by the three minute mark, <laughs> she's out. She's left the room, and it, it was largely and almost solely because of the scene. It's really all she watched, mm -hmm. and it's it's such a choice for the movie to come out like this, where you have your 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 lead actress. Mm -hmm. masturbating in front of her entire extended family. Man, that, that feels a lot more, you're giving a lot more action to that sentence. And I think there is, it's she's not like, really a better she's way like being masturbated. I guess <laughs> she, and she's watching the reason why I, I, I see where they're going with this. And, yeah. and there, this is one element that the, that the movie does well, mm -hmm. where it always brings it back to a teen movie. Yes. And she's watching a teen movie. She's mm -hmm. one of those in this time, in like the early thousands. There's this. I don't. I don't recall exactly because I was a little bit younger. I wasn't. Mm -hmm. I wasn't this age. I was like not even the the younger brother's age when this came. I think I was like still in middle school. Maybe maybe I was the younger brother's age. Something like that. Right in that zone, yeah. But I do remember a sense of real life equivalence being played out to those to those like archetypal relationships that were going on in these movies. Mm -hmm. They were like, there was some sort of, we want to be like them in high school or like, Oh, that's like the relationship I want to have. And there, there, there was that sense of like teen movies held some sort of weight mm -hmm. to where you saw yourself as a teen. Like, were you a popular kid? Were you a nerd? Like all those things I think had more relevance back then than they do now. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think that, I mean, who knows? We're no, we're no longer in the kid bracket, so maybe kids still feel, you know, how we did when we were kids. But it does feel like with the world being so opened with the internet and, and social media that it's hard now to only be like one box. Whereas 
in this a this range of the 2000s it was yeah you're the unique rebel yeah. you're the popular jock you're the slutty cheerleader it was like you are one thing and one thing only in these teen movies and i feel like they're doing a, a I don't know, we'll say better job of the newer movies of trying to add more yeah. layers to the characters, both successfully and unsuccessfully, I will say, after watching some of the newer stuff. Like, as a sidebar, we watched the um, the Netflix remake of, of She's All That, the He's All That, uh, and oof, just oof. They... <laughs> This not another teen movie is a better version of a remake of She's All That than He's All That, in my opinion. Interesting. Yeah, that's an interesting point because, like, for for me, what I was trying to equate that 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 to is I do feel like these movies that came out in the late '90s, early thousands that were about mm-hmm. high school romance and they, all these archetyped characters, they were so poorly written. <laughs> and they had such little actual character to them that not another teen movie is able to give these characters the same level of treatment mm-hmm. in terms of the depth of character and the performances are actually better than I think the majority of teen movies. So when yeah. we get this character and she's, and they take it when we, when we, when, when I was talking about how they take all these tropes to the extreme, mm-hmm. they are classifying her as this, this uh, lovesick uh, quote unquote alt girl mm-hmm. who thinks she's alternative, but really she's just craving like the guy that can come into her life and fix her situation. That's her character. And what they do in this movie is they hypersexualize her in this moment to, mm-hmm. to emphasize her her obsession with teen movies and that dynamic of girl gets saved by boy. Mm -hmm. But in addition to doing that, they make it this, as you would say, hyper sexualized Mm -hmm. version where she's pulling out a dildo and like actually like jerking off to the movie. And then right as that happens, her family walks in Mm -hmm. and it's an unacceptable scene at that point. Everything that happens afterwards is like gross and like awful, but as an actual critique of teen movies, mm-hmm. I love it. I think it's an actually on the nose critique of the people that are obsessed with teen romances. And they're just like jerking off to these situations mm-hmm. in their room. And it's like that that's the part of the movie. I feel like, are they meta? Like, are they creating these situations that are both absurdly awful to watch? Cause they're so mm-hmm. dirty and it's like needlessly. So, but the, I think there's something to be said about that being intentional and it being like the ultimate where all these things lead to is just yeah. hypersexuality and, and pigeonholing into these, these gender norms. Yeah, and especially this first scene, especially the way it's shot, is it reminds me of the shot from American Pie when they're having Jason Biggs do like the seduction dance for Shannon Elizabeth and they don't know they're being filmed or they don't know the webcam's on or whatever. It looks like a very similar shot construction of how they're doing the the shot. And I, I like the idea of like, well, instead of like, instead of us as the audience knowing that these people are being filmed and we're seeing them, you know, act natural and we're making fun of their act, their naturalness, essentially. This is the opposite where we now she is being embarrassed because of what she's doing. And she knows that everyone else is, is in the room and they don't know what's happening to her. I will say 
I think, and I might say her name wrong, Shyler, I think, or I think it's Shyler, um, who I really don't know from a lot of things other than this. I know that she makes a pretty big role in um, Grey's Anatomy towards Uh the later seasons. Um, But I thought she was terrific in this movie. Her physical acting was great. Even in this first scene, like her facial expressions, the way that like she just has a very interesting, to me at least, take on physical comedy. And that was one of the things I enjoyed on this rewatch a lot was her physical comedy. Yeah, I I thought the performances for sure were the, the, the biggest win for this movie. They they had earnest, there's an earnestness about it. And again, I think the ace in the hole that this movie had was mm-hmm. the movies they're parodying aren't good, like at all. And they have the ability to, one, out-act them, but two, they have the ability of not relying on just the same trope the whole time, where they're they're using the best parts, not the best parts, but using like the these big hooks of the mm-hmm. of several movies and they're interlacing them so you're always seeing something kind of interesting. Uh, yeah. This opening scene, uh, I don't like it. I don't. I, I again, <laughs> I like. I, I don't like how it ends up. I like where 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 it leads us ultimately. But yeah. um, but when we get into her going to school and and we get the setup premise from the young kid, her mm-hmm. brother. Who him and his friends are are acting out or playing out um, elements of the um, American Pie movie and Breakfast Club, yeah, they're, Breakfast yeah, they're, yeah. Club, yeah, they're mm-hmm. they're trying to get laid really before the end of their freshman year, <laughs> before the end of the week, end of the week. <laughs> I mean, I, again, th- those kinds of small like comedic, like almost what I'll call like the Simpsons kind of visual jokes that you have to like look at it for like a second or two, read it, and then oh, like oh, that's kind of funny. Was like at the very opening when they go to school, like the the school um, sign out on the front says like today opening Wednesday yeah. Preston's party Friday football game Sunday prom like yeah. that you know, th- those kind of things. Well, yes, they're a little bit on the nose. I find those kind of things to be kind of fun as like okay, the people who made this movie knew what they were doing. You know, and they're trying to have fun with it. Yeah, and it, it's it's um it, it's very meta where they they, they know. Mm-hmm. With with the majority of these movies, they don't take school seriously. Like the only part of the school stuff that we see is like the parties associated with them. So they just like take it in a literal sense, and I like it. Yeah. Um, the stuff that when we get into the plot of the movie, this, this is what I'm going to call the plot of the movie, and it happens Go when they're it. driving to school the next day. This is mm-hmm. well, this is part one of the plot being set in motion. This is the younger brother talking to the sister, um, and and uh, I think it's still on the same day, so it's still her birthday, so it's after the dis. Yeah, they, they don't they don't do anything with her birthday. It's just the the yeah, first. That was the, the, scene the is only just... reason to have her entire family there walking in on her. <laughs> and the priest and the kids. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Anyway, so th- this is the uh, the setup for um, them both needing to have sex. You really need to start dating. I don't date. You know that. So come on, Janie. You know Dad's rule. If you don't have sex, then I'm not allowed to. <laughs> that's the that's a fun rule. Yeah, I mean, if it's, your older sister's not having sex. You can't have sex. I'm sorry. I mean, it's said again, it's taking from 10 Things I Hate About You slash Taming of the Shrew. You know, sure. like, yeah, like it. And I, this is where I think if I have to give my, my creativity points to the people making this movie, it's 
that they did a fantastic job of not just adding to me a lot of random characters and they made like all right well hey we want to have a teenage boy teenage boy is her sister or her, her brother we want to have a crazy sister that's her you know his sister like everyone they did a good job of filling out all of the archetypes without like redoing them like they use all of the characters very very well and this is probably a personal thing for me is I I am not a big fan of fourth wall comedy. I feel it's very lazy when yeah. you're like, hey, look at us, wink at us, with us. I, I'm like, all right, maybe the first time that's fun, but after that, it's just not fun at all. Mm-hmm. In this movie, I think, I, I don't know of any time where the movie's winking at us. Like, I don't think they do a lot of fourth wall breaking. And that's probably one of the reasons why this might be one of my highest rated parody movies. Yeah, I think they, they take the um, the goals of making a, a parody movie mm-hmm. uh, seriously, but they mm-hmm. also do a good job of creating, again, their own plot using yeah. the hooks of the other movies without relying on like, too much of the absurdity of, of delegitimizing the, for, the, the medium. Because I think that's a lot of what Scary Movie did, was it completely delegitimized like a horror movie premise mm-hmm. and, and made any, like all of it not seem like you know, legitimate movies. And this one, I think, did a good job of focusing on the things that make those movies watchable. Like, yeah. why do people want to watch those movies? It's because of the hypersexuality. It's because of mm-hmm. the 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 potty talk. The, 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 that's the type of stuff the movie focuses on because that's what the fans of those movies like. And they created a movie that's like meta. That's that mm-hmm. same movie making fun of those movies. Um, the things that I don't like it it's doing it doing, and this is the first foul, and like I'm sure you're gonna agree with this one. It's the white friend who thinks he's Asian. Um, I'm gonna disagree, only because the movie points out that he's ridiculous. Okay, let's see. This is the scene that yeah. the movie pointing out he's ridiculous. Yeah. What happened? Damn, shorty. Dog is pretending to be Asian and shit. That cracker is white. Can't he see that, yo? Yeah. And just so in case me- you couldn't tell, those two guys speaking were not black. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> and later on, we get more of this character showing up with with really no discernible reason for this. It would have been as easy as easy as saying that this guy had a concussion or <laughs> like. He was adopted or something like give me something to where this is like humorous because there there was no reason for this type of character. Like it wasn't a part of American Pie. It wasn't a part of like any other teen movie where one character is mm-hmm. acting. Well, which ones? It, which one is it? Is it Pretty in Pink? The one with Long Duck Dong. That's who I think they're making fun of is the stereotypical Asian. That's what I think that they're going for here, and they're and a little bit of you know you know the you know the the wigger uh, culture that was very big in the in the two thousands of yeah. white people acting very black and very gangster, and I thought that was it was a fairly clever way of using essentially like Asian face you know we'll use Asian accent essentially, but giving a reason why you're doing it. And I'm not saying that it's it's okay. I'm not saying that, you know, it, it should be something that everyone's doing. But if you're going to do something like that, 
I think pointing out the absurdity of it is the way to go. And I think as soon as we get introduced to him, you see that the Asian people that he's talking to do not like him. And you get this immediate other people pretending to be a part of another culture, making fun of him for pretending to be in another culture. I think that to me is enough to go, all right, everyone's on the same page that this shouldn't happen in real life. We're making fun of it. I get, I get why it's a, it's, it's in why they did it. Why they yeah. why they think I think the intent was to to show that this is a silly thing to do. That a white guy's putting on this accent and thinking yes. that he's Asian. Mm. I just don't understand the joke. Yeah. Like what I, mean, do I, I, yeah, I don't say it works. Yeah, I, to me that's the reason why this I'm not saying this is an overly offensive depiction. It's definitely offensive, but for a reason I'm not sure why. I just don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I just wish that there was some explanation of the joke as in why he's putting on that accent. Is he, he wasn't like super into Asian culture or like no. doing anything else that would have identified him with like an Asian affiliation. It just seemed random. And the, the, the part of the tokenism that they did obviously handle, I thought expertly was the token black guy. Yeah. So let's play that scene in comparison with the introduction of the token Asian character, I guess. Let's play this. This scene might be my sizzle reel contender right here. There's, there's a couple of sizzles that happen right here. And yeah, the is... first 15 minutes has got a couple of good stuff in it. Yeah, well, this is this is what I'm going to call the character introduction phase of the movie. Yes. Which the, yep. the movie just does in a rapid fire here. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'm going to play it a little bit out of order, but there's small clips anyway, so it doesn't matter too much. But this is the token black guy's entrance. Sure, why not? I am the token black guy. I'm just supposed to smile, stay out of the conversation, and say things like, damn, shit, and that is whack. Love it. And the idea that for the rest of the movie, that's really what he does, <laughs> is the funniest part of that joke. Outside the funniest one, part is that he says all three of those things in the next minute, and they all work and they all blendedly. Work. Yeah, that, that's how you set up a token character. Mm-hmm. And it'd be about race and it not be offensive. Yeah. That's a good job. The other one, but let, let's see. This is who I would nominate for a potential sixth man. Ooh. I forget his name. It might be Steve, but villain, villain, best friend. Okay, okay. Is, is that who uh, it's, Steve? It's not Steve. Let me hold on. He looks like a Steve. If not <laughs> Steve, Austin. Austin, sure. So this is Austin's introduction. <laughs> Austin, Steve, <laughs> or Steve Austin. Oh my gosh. First string. Austin. Mr. Not first string anymore. He's in first string anymore. <laughs> Love it. That's just how he shows up. He uses that same style mm. of a joke a couple mm. times. Mr. Not first string, whatever. I, mm. I, I, for some reason, that I remembered that joke as he was saying it, and I recall liking it a lot, and I recall, and I did like it a lot in the second uh, I enjoyed how he made slight adjustments to it throughout the movie. Like, if it isn't senior, I haven't seen my desk today. <laughs> yeah. And some of them are hits. Like, some of the, the people, when he says it, the people react positively and sometimes negatively. I like I like that aspect of it. Yeah. Um, so he's he's an option for six man for me. I really enjoyed his character. Um, if we're going to, we're going to talk about six men. I have two that get introduced in this. I mean, everyone gets introduced in this first, like roughly 10, 15 minutes, but my nominees for, for six, I guess we'll say person. Cause both of them are ladies would absolutely have to be, uh, the lady playing Catherine. Yeah. Let's play her. His sister. Right I have that. Yeah. Yeah. 
she doing here? She graduated like four years ago. Hi, Jake. Catherine? Can I ask you a question? Why is it every time I tell a guy they can put it wherever they want, they always stick it in my ass? Oh, damn! That's just way too much information for me, Catherine. Oh, you cut off the rest of the joke? Uh, Catherine's kid. She's extreme. I, Catherine I comes to play. The actress is yeah. taking this way more seriously than everybody else. And she's like, I think a, 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 probably a level above everyone else acting wise. Like if you told me that she knew Chris Evans was going to be as big as he is now. And this is her attempt to actually seduce him on yeah. film. I would be like, yeah, that makes 100% sense. Because she is coming to play every scene she's yeah. in. She outdid Sarah Michelle Gellar. I don't think there's anything, to, any doubts about that. I mean, Sarah Michelle Gellar didn't have the kiss of a seven-year-old lady. So, yeah. I, I wouldn't <laughs> cut that scene. I hate it. I hate yeah, everything that... about the seven-year-old lady. Get out of there. Like, If you're going to do that movie, do it better. Yeah. You didn't need a... This aspect was terrible. Yeah, agreed. I, I didn't need didn't need that one. You could have made a much better joke about just teacher and, and kid getting together or something like that. And oh, I thought she was a twenty year old reporter. No, she's really seventeen. Like though that that could have been a funnier joke, I think, than seventy year old never been kissed lady. That was a lazy one. Um, so I'm assuming the other entrance, uh, the the other intro here that that you would nominate for a six uh, woman would be boob girl. No, no. Well, I mean, Ariola is Ariola is a classic in this movie, but no, it's definitely uh, Jamie Priestley. She's great too. I, I forget her name too. She's got a Priscilla she's got a name, Priscilla. Yeah, she's good. I think she's great um, in everything she does. Like, oh my, she is. She does. She just plays that like slightly trashy mean girl to perfection. Yeah, yeah. I, I loved her. Um, bring it on bits. I think that's where she excelled. Yes. I, d I don't think they used her appropriately in a lot of air in a lot of situations, mm -hmm. but yeah, her, her character was basically Jake's ex, Chris Evans's ex. She breaks up with him for that American pie bag boy. American, beauty. American pie, American beauty. Yeah. The guy who's got the bag loaded. Yeah. I don't know that movie well enough to get that reference yeah. i mean that was a big joke at the time was yeah the weird next door neighbor just likes filming things and it's like yeah the most beautiful thing i've ever filmed is a bag floating in the wind like okay i didn't get it at the time still don't get it it's one of the reasons i don't think american beauty american beauty if we ever watch that one for this feels like it's going to be roughly the same quality as uh like a beautiful mind where uh -huh. it was like structured in a lab to try and win an award but ultimately just doesn't feel real yeah i don't know at this point in my life if i can really watch kevin spacey for two hours I mean, it's a That's challenge a, that might be a disqualifier <laughs> uh anyway let's let, let's play the boob girl scene because i do think this is a foul i don't want to give it a pass for <laughs> this but this is i i what i remember the most from the movie i think this probably was in ads for the movie or whatever but it's just like a foreign exchange student showing up to school naked is the whole bit. Yep. Let's play that. So happy to be in America. Well, you certainly have a sunny disposition. <laughs> <laughs> so, you've got your class schedule, right? I don't need the class schedule. I only come to the school to be object of lust for poor nerds who cannot get American pussy. Oh, isn't that wonderful? So this is Shannon Elizabeth. Essentially, yeah. Fire, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, 
again, the, 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 the reason why this movie gets a pass is because, again, what I think it's doing is taking all the mystifications away yeah. from these other movies and saying it for what it is. Like, this is, like, she's a pair of tits. That's yeah. this movie. Like, that's all she is. It's all this character is. She doesn't even need a name. Her name's Ariola. Like, mm-hmm. whatever. And it's crude, and it's hard to watch, but if the movie's doing it intentionally, I see why. Because that's what these movies have done. That's the, yeah. the, the trope of a teen movie. Yeah. Oh, no, you cannot tell me that this was not intentional. You don't name your character Ariola. You I don't know, say... I... That's, I don't mean to say it's not intentional. I just mean to say is like, should I be giving them credit for saying something that's that obvious? I guess. Like, sure. They're really not I mean, saying anything more than like, yeah, teen movies are about sex and um, object and objectification. Yeah. You know, watching this movie, I, I it was a real interesting balance act of the main three or four girls in the movie are definitely objectified. But in a weird, like, early aught kind of way, where they're they're objectified, but they, I don't know, they they're not filmed in the same way as like, what ten years later, you know, nowadays when we're doing this kind of like objectification, you know, think of like a Michael Bay, you know, objectification shot. It'd be so much more gratuitous, so much more, you know, skin, so much just more on the screen. And outside of Ariola, and then in the the one party scene where the girl is wearing the same outfit, which I kind of I like that joke. Like, oh my gosh, she wore the same thing to the uh-huh. party. Those are really the only two nude scenes that are in the entire movie. And well, there's, a, they, there's, a, there's some boobs in the, in the female locker room. We that's true. But I think it's the same. I think it's the same actress. But you are right. Yeah, they do do like a oh the guys can slightly see into the girls' locker room and you can see one girl taking off her shirt. But I, I guess what I what I'm trying to say is. I, I think the movie is doing a pretty decent job of of trying to like, hey, when you see boobs, it's going to be very non-sexual. The sexual moments are when you're not seeing any actual, you know, skin or sexual organs, I guess. I guess. I mean, that, the, to me, this movie, the, the definition for me of like an early thousands romantic comedy or, or raunchy comedy mm-hmm. is we're going to see the, lid, the the leads shirtless. And we see every lead shirtless. We, we, we see them all. We see we see bra and panties of every girl, every man. True. We see Chris Evans basically naked. We see Austin like having a fake sex scene. Like we, we see, we see skin. Yeah. The but again, it's a it's a teen movie, so like they have license to do those things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the repetitive nature of those jokes. That's a little bit like okay, yeah, I get it. It's raunchy. It's raunchy. We get it. The best. The best scenes, in my opinion, we have a couple coming up, mm-hmm. are the are the ones that are unique to this movie that are elevating scenes from other movies. Yeah, and, and we'll we'll get to that little sweet spot here in a second. But we have um, the the continuation of the plot. This is very rare. We see scenes like this in this movie mm-hmm. that are talking about the actual plot of this movie. <laughs> uh, but this is the prom bet, the prom queen bet. The right boyfriend. Any girl can be this year's prom queen. Well, I smell bad. <laughs> okay, Jakey Jakey, about to make a big mistakey. Here's <laughs> the wager. I'm gonna pick the most hopeless girl at this school, and I'm gonna bet that you can't turn her into prom queen. You're on. And I'll bet you that you lose that bet. But in doing so, you learn a much more valuable lesson and win. In life, that is. 
So there's our there's our plot of the movie. We soon realize Janie's the the worst the worst uh, basket case or least likely to win girl in the school because she wears glasses and paint covered overalls. Mm-hmm. And the ponytail. And can't the, forget yeah, the ponytail. Forget that. What do you think about how the movie treats? I, I hate using this word, but I think the movie actually uses the word freaks. So they yeah. they point out three other people before we get to Janie. And I don't know, maybe I was just in a good positive mood when I was watching the movie, but I was actually a little bit shocked that this movie seems to almost like avoid making, you know, you know the idea I think now is like the idea of punching down for your comedy. Mm-hmm. I think it avoids doing that fairly successfully with some of the ancillary characters. Like, I can't remember, especially like a parody movie. If you tell me a parody movie has a Siamese twin, you know, conjoined by the head, and they're not actively made fun of or like punched down on, I would have been surprised. And I think, I mean, I might be wrong, and apologies if I am. I think they treat, you know, the... Conjoined Janie actually is the most ugly girl there. Like everybody else is like super um. glammed up, and she's like the only one wearing glasses and like a and a ponytail. That that would have been more funny to me. That would have been kind of funny, but the I mean it was fine. I, they pointed out that trope of like yeah. the girl that they're making pretty in these movies are is already already gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. Um, Although I, I think I might be in the. Uh... In the small minority of, I think she looks better with the glasses, ponytail, and overalls than after the makeover. But it's hard to make her unattractive. I don't, I don't know if there's a way. Uh, okay, so let's. We have another character to introduce later on. It's uh, during the Bring It On parody. We have okay. the introduction of Tourette's girl. Ah, you know, give, me uh, give me a you. Give me a giant pussy looking ass fucker cock shit. And this is something I recall in the 2000s or maybe 90s being very front and center in a lot of movies is the idea of saying uh, X-rated words if you have Tourette's, mm-hmm. which we, we've now come to realize is not the traditional <laughs> yeah. um, actualization of a Tourette's uh, disease. Yeah, this, the, this movie is about as accurate of Tourette's as A Beautiful Mind is for schizophrenia. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they treat it with about the same level of, of scientific research. Uh, she's uh, fun. I like the character. I think again, it's just like a stupid thing. It's not fun. It's not like funny, funny, but it's like oh, I get. I, I, there's not a lot you can do to make that bring it on cheer scene. Yeah, like funny, but they they found a way. It's okay. Yeah, and I you know you you know me. I am a sucker for a crowd like all being on the same page together. And so at the end, when like she's doing her actual cheer and she's saying that, and then the entire crowd says it back to her, I'm like, that's, I like that. That's, that's enjoyable to me. It's always going to be a good, you were in a point whenever you show me a, a crowd collectively working together for something. This movie does like it's callbacks a couple of times. It gives it, it gives you a nice satisfying callback, Uh, but let's play the next half of that scene where we get some cheerocracy lingo. Let's do it. 
get one thing straight. This is not a cheerocracy. I am the cheer-tater. I make the cheer-cisions around here, and I will deal with the cheer-onsequences. Now, if there are no more cheer-ruptions, we can cheer-tenue. I, I honestly remember this scene more than I remember the scene from Bring It On. I think it's funnier. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a pretty good one. It's a pretty good one. I, I don't lie. I like the, again, they really are taking that, you know, use the word cheer in front of everything. Uh, and it works. And I, I like it. It is it's one of the one of the better, almost direct, you know, rip off of a scene from another movie. I yeah. think that was probably one of the better ones that they did where they did almost the exact scene and just changed a few small things about it. Yeah. And I mean, I love Kirsten Dunst. I don't think she's uh, you know a poor actress by any standards, but honestly, mm -hmm. put Presley and bring it on. I mean, I'm, I think that's probably a better. She she has more cheer energy than than Kristen brought to bring it on. I mean, you know, I like cut 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 Courtney, but <laughs> Jamie Presley could have could have murdered as Courtney. So yeah, she could have yeah. murdered. And they, if this is anything to say, we have the, another scene of them cheering later on. Um, but I think they nailed the bring it on. The, the bring on aspect of the parody. There were there were a few things because I actually watched this uh, this this twice for uh, for various reasons. And on the second watch, because I already knew like the basic plot and how the scenes were going to play out, I was more paying attention to background things. And there's a few things in the background that just like there there's one dancer in or cheerleader I guess who doesn't seem to even know what the everyone else is doing as far as their moves. It looks like the the directors or writers said, hey, we need another cheerleader. You're tall and skinny. Get in there. Yeah, and yeah. she's just like back there, not really knowing what everyone else is doing. It made me, made me laugh. That's a deep cut. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's why, uh, that's but, why we do these. That's why we do the, the rewatches. <laughs> we want to find fun, fun background people messing up. Right. But I did notice that in this introduction, you did happen to skip out on the diehard section where they're climbing through the vents. I did skip all the <laughs> shit. Yeah, those are, those are not in the clips. Honestly, because I fast-forwarded that scene. I knew what was going on. The second that girl was on the toilet, yeah, and they were like watching, I'm like, oh, should I remember this? Yeah. So I did fast-forward to pass when they fall a couple stories down into a classroom and shit goes everywhere on everyone's body. I, I That stuff, I had to, I had to get rid of that. Yeah, I mean, I I give it at least a little somewhat clever point is that they're intercutting, essentially, yeah, I, I, it's like it's like the Harold and Kamara shit joke, essentially, is just like they're watching a lady, uh, yeah. you know, have have a rough time on the toilet. And, and they're intercutting this with like an English teacher berating his class about how their their jokes as juveniles are are prepubescent yeah. and just the, yeah. all they like is shit jokes. And then and then, of course that ends up with that teacher just being absolutely Literally covered in, yeah. in, in shit. We yeah. I mean, I, I'll give that, I, I gotta give that a half a point for like, they didn't just do the shit joke. They also pointed out that these teen movies are a lot about shit jokes. Like Point. I could, I could I have cut that out? Absolutely. But if you're going to include a shit joke, I do in like I do like that little bit of a meta-ness of let's have someone talk about how these teen movies only are about shit and I didn't need him to be covered in shit, but if you're going to do it, that's how you do it. Yeah. I, guess, I mean, that's what they came to see and you give it to them. I guess that's the, that's, that's the pervasive thinking here with the screenwriters. <laughs> um, but that does lead to the, to the American pie boys going to detention. And mm -hmm. I do have this as being a sizzle scene. This mm -hmm. is my, 
I think I only have two sizzle scenes identified. This is one of them. You were just sitting here like we're supposed to. I don't want to hear it, mister. You just bought yourself another detention. That's not fair. Cry me a river, dickface. You just bought yourself another one. Shorts. Was that? Eat my shorts. Don't mess with a bull, young man. You'll get the horns. I'm shaking. You just got another. Good. You through? Not even close, bud. You want another one? Yes. You got it. Good. That's another one. You had enough yet? No. That's another one. So? You just say the word. I'll keep going. Go. Eeny, meeny, miny. Mo. Your mother was a... Ho. He was a famous clown. Bobo. Mitch, cut it out. That's another one for you. But I was just telling him... That's that. another one. So that make one more for Ox or for Mitch? Another. Confused. Shut your hole, Wang Chung. I, I mean, it's... it's... Oh, what what about that scene continually gets funnier but it really does they they are obviously saying the same joke over and over again but it, it escalates to a funny place i'll take it i mean so, sometimes you just gotta repeat it enough and it just like through sheer force of will it becomes funny <laughs> it's the name of a clown bobo <laughs> so, <laughs> there's something like it, it is it's what i wish this this movie learned from itself is the best jokes don't need to be taken to the sexual extremes and to the like the the body excrement extremes like we don't need to go those directions all the time you had they had some sweet spot areas where they were really doing good parodies of, of actual teen movies yeah and and they weren't leaning too much into the trash and other times it was full-on gluttonous yeah i mean and this leads me to probably to the my there's a few segments or like runners that I could absolutely have gotten got taken out of this movie. The biggest one for me is probably Marty. Oh no, which one's Marty? The the football player. Like every time they they flash back to the football scenes oh, yeah. and he throws the football and the dude just gets like divided in half by two football players. That's Marty, essentially yeah, being Rudy. There's a couple of things that have been like purged from my <laughs> my clip sections. Marty's gone. Ricky's gone. The, oh, the, Ricky. The, other, the other guy who's pining for Janie out of here. Uh, I don't have any of the shit stuff. That's all gone. I have very little of the of the um, old lady, too. Yeah, um, but I do have the Catherine um, coming on to Chris Evans. Well, hold on. Before we get there, there are there. There are two scenes that we got to address first. Okay. The first, the first one. So right after we have the 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 dudes in the in the uh, Breakfast Club lockdown, we we go back to Chris Evans and he's talking to his dad and his dad's like, oh, I'm sad you're I'm sad you you broke up with your girlfriend, but I got I got a replacement for you. Now, I want your opinion. Does mom know about this before she enters the room? Yeah, she was super into it. Yeah. Okay. I I I I was freeze framing her reaction when she comes in the room. Cause at first I'm like, she doesn't know what's happening. She's just coming into the room, but she is like biting her lip. Like she couldn't wait for this any longer. And I was like, that's probably to me, the biggest like overall foul for this movie is this movie loves itself. Some family taboo. Like you cannot take away the family sexual taboo from this movie. 
and still have it be a movie. That's how much it's intertwined in this movie. And so you can't go more that. than 15 seconds or 15 minutes without some version of a family taboo joke yeah. or scene. And it's all stemming from cruel intentions, right? I mean, the the sister of 100% is cruel intentions. But yeah. this, I think, is... Um, what is the, the what is the blues one with uh, Vanderbeek? That, blues? Yeah, that's where I think they're taking this whole like I don't want your life, Dad. That that's where that's coming yeah. from, and all the football stuff and the banana split scene. That's all from uh, from Varsity Blues. But yeah, I, I could have absolutely. Like, there's no reason for this scene. Disgusting. Yeah, I mean it's a foul. I mean, there's there's aspects that are funny because it's stupid and like shouldn't exist in terms of a plot point but mm-hmm. it's just like it's not worth i don't know I, I, I there's there's reasons why this is it's a g for me it's a garbage because there's so many little little parts of it that are just so pointless and offensive and just like hard to watch mm-hmm. that it really sucks the enjoyment of the of the parody parts i do like because there's a couple and we have a couple scenes coming up that i think are 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 very memorable yeah and you know (laughs) we go from one family taboo sex scene straight into janie talking to for whatever reason dennis quaid got wrapped into this movie he could oh that's the other one cut him out of here yeah he could get cut out of this movie real quick and easy because he he doesn't add anything other than just being creepy because there's not a moment does that once when he calls her like uh, what does he call her something tits well, he cut like he cut. Yeah, he calls like pumpkin tits because earlier she he called her like pumpkin face or something. Yeah. And so like, but I mean, he makes very you know. Gr- it's an interesting dynamic in that he never like overtly like treats her sexual. Like there's no, at least to me, like they're not like implying any kind of like um, uh, that they're actually like those two are any in any way sexually active towards each other. It's just he has a very open understanding of his kid's sexuality and talks very, very open and frankly about like what they should and should not do. Like, I don't know how many parents are actively talking to their kids about, no. do you want to give oral sex to your. None of them. To the... like, that's, that's what the, that's what I mean. Like the, the movie, it, it, it's it's leaning in to these conversations that they just shouldn't happen. It's so just like icky. It gives yeah. me an icky vibe because every character, especially all these teenagers or quote unquote teenagers are mm-hmm. so hypersexualized by everybody that it's like, it's gross. Like all the old people, all the older people in the movie are t- constantly referencing the attractiveness of, of the, the kids that are around. It's just like, I get what you're, because that's like how it is in those, in those other movies on a smaller scale. But when you amp that up, yeah, that's a that's a that's a bad dial. Like keep that dial low. There's yeah. some there's some reasons that the dials are never going past five. You don't crank that one up to ten. No, they crank it up to a straight up to eleven. Yeah, no. Um, because because we we not only have one taboo sex scene, not two in a row. Now we come to the third straight scene of family members talking about some sexual activity, and we get. I, I'm assuming something that you're probably saying is also a, a potential scissor reel. This is a scissor rope because Catherine's great and yeah. because there is a reason for it to a degree from cruel intentions. Although I do believe that they are half sisters 
Yeah, in, in, in like Cruel Attentions, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure in order to make that one actually be able to get out into the theaters, they had to very explicitly say we're stepsisters, stepbrothers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in this one, they very clear like, nope, we're going to we're going to get away with we're going to do away with that to really point out the fact that like it's awkward that she's that she wants to sleep with someone that. OK, fine. You're not blood related in Cruel Intentions, but like you've lived your life yeah. together. That's like, a bit of that? a weird yeah, where does that where does that situation end? Anyway, here here is the you're my sister scene, which I do think this is the first time we know they're sisters, whether they're related. No, I think when she first gets introduced, she said they say something like, "Al was eighty yard." Like, what's your sister doing here? Like, I think they do like very clearly uh, say that's your sister or something okay. like that. But yeah, this is or this is where we know for certain it's blood relative. <laughs> Catherine, that's disgusting. Oh. You're my sister. Only by blood. Oh, God. <laughs> Definitely confirmed by blood. But th this I mean, is a, a, a well done way of connecting the plots here. Yeah, we get our we, have, we get our kind of yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, we we have Chris Evans struggling to to court Janie because they're they're not matches. Mm -hmm. He's like I've been a dick to her. So he brings in his sister for help, which is very mm -hmm. similar to the Cruel Intentions plot, uh, and then also ties in the prom bet plot. So we're, we're doing yeah. all right when it comes to what the movie's trying to get us towards. Mm -hmm. not, not awful. And then we get a montage of the recommendations that Catherine's giving him uh, going yeah. horribly wrong. Yeah, essentially it's like, a, it's like an Ocean's Eleven list. All right, here's what we need to do to win over Janie. Here's the three this things. Is, and then we show each of the three things. Yeah, going very bad. This is a scissor reel for me. This is probably a two-minute scene where we have mm -hmm. her narrating different ways of, of trying to win her over and then showing the attempts. And the mm -hmm. first attempt here I have is the Janie got a gun scene. Excellent. Well, the that's not the first one. That's the second one, but go that's ahead. That's the first one I have. You can go ahead, okay. go ahead and name the first. Uh... Well, the first one is just like he he goes to try and basically Janie's brother, who was one of the three yeah. kids in the in the in the ceiling, is being bullied by a bunch of other kids, and so he comes over and tells him to stop. And then the brother unknowingly just goes to reel back and punches and punches him. And then Chris Evans just goes to town and just starts yeah. smashing his face in. So that's the first one. Because uh, it's like, oh, well, you win over her brother. You'll, you know, that's how you're going to get into her heart. All right. Yeah. And the second one is uh, sing her a song, preferably something that has her name in the title. Yeah, and here's the here's the execution. <laughs> Janie's got a gun. Janie's got a gun. Janie's got a gun. And Again, it's more more applicable than ever. Yeah, and great physical acting. Her getting uh, tased, yeah. loved it. Like yeah. she again, great physical acting. I, I can't I can't knock it. The choice of saying Janie Briggs, I mm -hmm. think, is also what, what elevates that. <laughs> <laughs> Janie Briggs has a good. <laughs> That's good. And then we get to the infamous banana split scene. Uh huh. I don't like Sundays. Oh, it's not a Sunday. It's a banana split. I don't like those either. Bye, Jake. And that we get to see some mail uh, 
objectification <laughs> going on here. I mean, outside of Areola, I think we see more of Chris Evans's body than anybody else in this movie. Uh, yeah, there's not much that that book frames hiding. No, you see almost all of America's ass in this. Yeah. Uh, so I mean that that's I thought a well executed little uh, little montage segment there, and then it's yeah. basically leading us to the next big part of the movie where they have um, a party. Yeah. Where, so you get, uh, yeah, you get like the, the almost, it feels like an almost shot for shot remake of uh, Can't Hardly Wait, where the parents are leaving and the kids yeah. like actively getting ready to throw a party while they're leaving. Yep. Uh, and again, if you're going to make a joke about it, yeah, having the kid bring in kegs while the parents are leaving. All right. I, it works. I like it. And then you get, you know, the she's all that uh, makeover scene. You get the she's all that makeover scene with the slow-mo down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Again, the best part of it again, though, with the, I'm a miracle worker <laughs> after taking the, the ponytail off. I, that's, she's she's the shining star of yeah. most of the of that that storyline, I think, with the the three of them. I think yeah. she's she's the best part of that. But uh, the falling it, down yeah. the stairs part. Eh, mm-hmm. I mean, okay. yeah, that's okay. Yeah. What are you going to do with that? You know, coming down the stairs, how are you going to try and make a joke out of it? Uh, it you know, it's okay. I, I feel like if they had workshopped it a little bit longer, they probably could have found something else, but it works. You know, it is what it is. Um, I think Scary Movie did the same thing. I can't remember which one of them, but something like someone falling down the stairs and like, like something keeps shit keeps coming down it or something like that. I don't know. Very yeah. similar visuals with the staircase. Yeah, where they had like a piano falling down and ghost faces running down, and they had like yeah. a toolbox. Yeah, yep, yep, that. Yep. Yeah. Um. um so, so the next scene I have takes place in the parties. Or anything pre-party you you had? Nope. Um. I mean, depending on what you're going to show in the party, but again, the, this party I think is a, is a very well done. I think it combines a lot of different aspects from you know t- teen party movies, and it it you know it covers what it needs to cover. Sure. Yeah. And, and I liked the um, bringing together of two of my favorite characters. You get Austin and Tourette's girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the beginning. Who told you that? Yeah. <laughs> What's your name? Oh, why, I'm Sandy Sue. Lip dick bag fucker! Okay, who told you that? Was it, was it Allison? Because Allison was really bitter when we broke up. <laughs> this stupid humor, but I mean, I this nice execution, I guess. Mm-hmm. That, it works for me. Right? I wonder who Allison is. Yeah. Uh, and then we get uh, what, I've, what I've labeled as racial slur number two with the Asian character. <laughs> what up, my yellow brothers? Kings in the house! I mean, he gets kicked in the face, so he gets what he deserves. I don't know, I'll tell you on that one. You you know, you got roundhouse kicked in the face. What else do you want to have in? He's fine afterwards, though. He comes right back. No issues. Right. But but this is is where we get... Stay C's in the house. Ah. I I mean, yeah, it's rough. I understand what's going on with that character's choices. Why? I don't, I do not know. You're telling me that after that, he's not fouled out for you? You're keeping him in the game. He's not in it enough to get fouled out. He's in it enough? No. Especially next to the other of the three Amigo American Pie friends. The other one who's so good. The one that's like being the the Chris Klein. Yeah. Yeah. He's excellent. And I think the main younger brother is good. 
And this kid is nothing. He produces nothing. And he's only maybe it's just because I like I like the actor and other things he's in. So maybe that, 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 that him, helps a little bit. Whatever. Um, but this character but yeah, is him and like I think he belongs on the same list with Dennis Quaid, who get out of the movie, get out of the movie sure. Ricky, get out of the movie the other the kid who gets split in half. All <laughs> of you just get out of the movie better without you. And especially yeah. him. Because those are two scenes I find the most offensive in the movie. If your name if your name ends with a Y, just get on out of this movie. No Rickies, no Martys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we have the. I don't even know why they're doing almost famous in this. That's not. Is it a teen movie? I don't. I mean, I mean, the the lead character in that movie is a teenager, so I guess it somewhat qualifies. But yeah. I mean, this is all they do is that one joke, it's and they don't even do anything God. with it. Not really. Yeah. She she thinks she's drunk. Yeah. And then she jumps off the top of the the house into the pool. And then mm -hmm. I think a funny scene after that's when <laughs> Presley comes up with, or, or whatever her name is, this Priscilla comes up to like basically bully her in front of everybody mm -hmm. uh, after she's talking with Jake, and then like spills water all the way down her bathing suit after she gets out of the pool. That was funny. I like that you think that's a bathing suit and not just a dress. But. Whatever it was. She was. I mean, her boobs were out, so it's like hard to tell what, what, what situation she's wearing. <laughs> um, but we also get our, our second uh, version of uh, Marilyn Manson's Tainted Cell during uh, the, the, uh, the Tainted Love from Soft Cell. That's one of the one of the to me, one of the better remakes of a song. Like I like the 80s version, but Marilyn Manson's version does have a little bit of kick to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think I think if memory serves me, this is where we get our first real cameo of the movie. I think there's only two major things that I would consider to be cameos, and we get our first one with the slow the slow clapper, and MJH Melissa Joan Hart just shows get, up. I, I think we get three cameos. Who's the? Because I know her. You got Molly Ringwell. Who's the third one? Mr. T. I, I guess I, I guess I think of a cameo as you had something to do with a teen movie and you're coming back to kind of like pay homage. And Mr. T, I do not think of as teen movie. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I guess if you want to consider that to be like a cameo. Yeah. Mr. T is just oddly in there. This is the wise janitor. Yeah. Uh, the slow clap guy. Get the fuck out of here. Don't care. <laughs> don't care about you. Don't care about either of those 20 seconds that the movie was dedicated to him for. Yeah, did didn't need to happen. I, I will say that, but you know, if you're gonna do it, fine. It, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, but let's see. So where are we at here? So now after the party, yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a he couple, goes yep. a couple of scenes of them getting back, and uh, this is where they fight, right? They have the post kind of quasi breakup at the party, and then that continues until they have like a coming together before prom. I'm trying to double check. I think so. Yes. Is it, they make up, and this is the, after they make up. We have the defense mechanism scene in the girls' locker room. <laughs> That's a good where one. We get Janie standing up to being bullied against by, by uh, Priscilla. Yep. You also put the brat in bratwurst, and the ooh in jujitsu, and the ism, and this is all just a defense mechanism. So good, so good. But basically, she's trying to to bully her by calling her a bunch of different, uh, really nonsensical insults. Mm -hmm. and Janie's like "fuck you" and walks away, and that's good. 
Yeah, I, I like that. This is a, you know, I, I will say there are times where like Janie, like Janie in this movie has like more like agency and self determination than most other teen heroines. Like That's what I she a- she actively says, "No, Jake, I'm not. I don't want this." Like she does make very active choices in her life. She actively shuts down these mean cheerleaders. This is not usually what you see in a teen movie. Like that, those somewhat elevate this. Where I'm like, all right, I don't like Janie's not a full fledged character by any means, but I do enjoy the fact that they're not playing her as like just the dumb, you know, bimbo of the movie. Like I like that they're giving her a little bit to do. Yeah, yeah, and this um, takes us to uh, the football, the football scene. stuff, which. Too much. I get there's a lot of like teen football stuff that you really mm-hmm. want to weave in. The stuff with the coach, I'm not into the um, the concussion stuff from Bobby, whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. The the big is it, that's not the, was Reggie the Ray. Reggie Ray was it the same kid that was in Varsity Blues? I think it is. He looks the same. Yeah. Maybe that's a cameo if you want. Yes, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess I, I, that one should be considered a cameo. So I missed that one. Interesting. Cause he's one of like the main friends of, uh, of Jake. Yeah. But yeah, uh, he goes from Billy Bob to Reggie Ray. Yeah. I, I don't care too much about the football stuff. Like he's no longer first string. Austin's first string. And that doesn't have it. Mr. T gives him the, the, the pump up talk on the, on the sidelines, <laughs> whatever. We're really here for the bring it, the culmination of the bring it on bit, which we get with the, uh, Presley and uh, whoever the Clovers are supposed to be in this world. I forget who they were. It's like South Compton or West Compton or something yeah. like that. It was, it was a directional Compton. <laughs> yeah. Let's play the uh, that scene here. Oh, it's already been brought in. Hmm. We are the North Compton Wildcats. We're black. We, we know it. We shake our big booties and show it. We ain't white. We ain't white. We definitely ain't white. Break it down, niggas. Yeah. Ooh, they hit yeah. that real hard. They hit her hard. They're at the end there, Michael. <laughs> they hit it hard. That was what put it over for me. I was at this point in the movie, I'm like teetering on the M, the then the G. I'm like, okay, whatever. This is not cool. Don't do I mean, that. It was so the, funny until you did that. Yeah. They didn't need it. I I, I really enjoyed the fact that they're they're basically saying that the 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 West Compton Clovers, that is their cheer, is that they yeah. go out there and say, we ain't white. Yeah. <laughs> we definitely ain't white. Right. Uh, but yeah, again, if you're going to use the whole idea of like they're bringing on to their stealing the routines of, of the disenfranchised, this is an easy way of doing it. Yeah, I don't, they didn't need that last line. And you could almost tell like they try and bury that yeah, almost with the rest of the scent, the rest of the music cues. But this is also just in case anybody wants to go back and watch. This is the, uh, the, the cheerleader behind almost directly behind Jamie Priestley <laughs> does not know what's going on. So if you're going to go back and watch that, that's, it's enjoyable. She does not know. <laughs> she does not. Uh, know. So they end up losing the football game. Jake knocks out. Murders Reggie Ray. <laughs> Reggie Ray. <laughs> and then uh, a pretty clever way of Austin spilling the beans, I thought, mm-hmm. was, was pretty good. I got the whisper secret here. Yep. All I said was, I'm pretending to whisper a big secret in your ear, so that Jake here thinks I'm telling you a big secret, which will cause him to break into an hysterical confession where he actually reveals a big secret, thus confirming everything I just whispered in your ear. 
I love his little <laughs> This guy went like the Christopher Walken delivery line. Right. And I said to her in her ear. It's <laughs> great. That was a that was a well done way of the whole uh what's it called? The the, the right before the, the end of the movie there's the big dramatic yeah, pull the like, rug. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, I yeah, I like that because that that does feel like how a lot of these teen movies play it is the villain will like do something to like somewhat reveal it, but it doesn't actually get revealed until the, the two people get together and they go, you know, how did you not do this? You know, and it's like a misunderstanding and that's why they, they end up, you know, breaking up or that's what gets into the third act. And I like this. I'm like, yeah, I kind of, I like the idea that they're, that they're really throwing it out there that, yeah, a lot of times it's, I'm going to whisper something to someone else and you think I've said something bad. They just call it right out front. Yeah. Um, but, um, so we get after after the breakup there, basically, we have everything leading up to prom. I mean, you like your the first musical of the movie? How'd you feel? I, I have it. And I, I don't know how to feel. Like, I didn't like the all of a sudden we're, we're doing a musical. <laughs> but I thought the execution of the song was fine. It was original mm-hmm. and, um, you know, got all the plot lines kind of reestablished because the movie mm-hmm. doesn't take too much time to make sure you're following along with them so it, it felt mm-hmm. it, probably the need <laughs> to reorient everything <laughs> for the last for the climax so let, let's play at least a little bit of the number so you get it here I mean, who doesn't like a little impromptu musical in their in their teen comedy? I mean, off the heels of Moulin Rouge, <laughs> you, you, you love to see a, a subtle transition from movie to movie. But I mean, mm-hmm. it's not it's not that bad. I mean, when you're talking about musicals, this, this really isn't the first musical number of the movie. When you look back at Janie's Got a Gun. Uh, I mean, uh, sure. OK. I mean, it's a, it's a what, person singing in the movie, I suppose. Well, and Chris Evans doesn't have the pipes, but they give him the opportunities. Oof, twice. He, he gets the chance. Yeah. He gets the chance to be a musical guy, and he, you know, he does not earn it. Yeah. Hey, you know, not everyone can be, you know, what is it, a four cat or a three category person, you know, seeing <laughs> act dance. Like, Evans got two of the three. That's all you need. <laughs> we aren't all Hugh Jackman, you know? We can't all yeah. pull it off. Um, but, you know, it's a fun little tune. The dude. Do, 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 do. Yeah. It's, it's, da, na, na. I mean, that's all right. You know, I'll give you what you, I'll, I'll give you what you want. And that's an acceptable, an acceptable pass of your musical interlude. I even, I even like the little breakdown they do that changes up the pace a little bit. Like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not going to be something I'm going to be playing to myself on iTunes, but this definitely could be something I could see myself humming just like randomly. The, hmm, 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 hmm. Yeah, I that we'll give it, sure. Uh, but it, it didn't lead to a very fun or eventful prom scene. This is kind of a meh. Yeah. I will say, yeah, prom was kind of a disappointment. Nothing really happens. I mean, she doesn't win. Yeah, prom queen. It goes to the Siamese twins. Yep. Which I, I mean, I, I know we've used that term a few times. I'm pretty sure that that's like that's our Is upbringing. I don't. I don't think that's the. I think it's now conjoined twins. Conjoined, I don't. Yeah. I don't. That yeah. Does. Yeah, that does sound nicer. Yeah, I don't think the country of Siam is is is, <laughs> is any 
it's in play any longer, so I don't think we could use that term any longer. Right. You, you mean sometimes you gotta you gotta have a public outing to know when when you fucked up, and that's it. Yeah, you know, what? and we didn't even have to wait for Twitter. You know, we 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 yeah. we solve our own problems. Thank you. Exactly. Yeah, we keep it all in house. Uh, but yeah, the the I don't know if that's supposed to be like um, a subtle haha. You thought mm-hmm. you thought it was gonna be this, and it's not. But I didn't yeah. care. I didn't care about that at all. Um. And I, what's the drama here at at this point? Like she doesn't win. She's found out about the bed already. Mm. Um, what gets the 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 impetus to them going to the airport? Uh, it was something about like her art school. Yeah, I, I can't remember going exactly. Going yeah, France. she like all of a sudden it was like, oh hey, you won you won an award. You're going to France for for art school. Where I don't think that's ever been talked about the entire movie. So hey, she had mentioned that was her dream. She yeah, to, to do art in France or something stupid. Yeah, I mean, hey, it, you know, it, you have to have some kind of reason for someone to go and run and do a grand romantic gesture. Sure, why not be art school? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I what, do like. What it, what, uh, the recurring, the recurring bit of her being like pretty terrible at art. I mean, I would have liked if they had done something better, like <laughs> just some something a little bit more than like let's just watch her go you know crazy on on a. I mean, what is it like a an empty campus? Thank campus, you. Yeah. And, and, you know, and then it all of a sudden is just like stick figure drawings that as I like <laughs> if it's a stick figure drawing, it was actually pretty well done. Um, in terms so, like, of the, maybe, the chaos that she was doing on the canvas, yeah, it's yeah. been pretty clean lines. Yeah, I mean, if if someone could make an effective stick figure drawing by like throwing and crying and and uh, <laughs> and laughing while throwing painting at a canvas, that would be worth it. That's a weird niche of art that you're interested in. I want my artist to be <laughs> in the midst of a like a manic episode. Uh, and before we leave prom night, I think this might be the last time we see Catherine. Mm-hmm. But it is the return of the uh, shit theme that this movie uh, likes to go out with. Hmm. For once, I wish a guy would take me out for dinner. I feel the same way. <sighs> and for once, I wish a guy would take a dump on my chest. Yeah. It's uh, it's like the epitome of uh, like taboo, I guess. But maybe it was the early thousands where we got into the whole like Cleveland steamer, mm-hmm. the whole just really getting into shit, into the the lexicon of of what goes on in the bedroom. I mean, this was only what a few short years before Two Girls One Cup. Uh, maybe there were some German backers on this movie. You know, you know, you never know exactly how this stuff uh, makes it into into our movies. But yeah, a lot of scatological humor, especially in the bedroom. In this, in this, uh, a lot of taboo and scatological sex humor <laughs> makes me feel this movie somehow was financed through Germany. Just say, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. But this is our uh, our first romantic connection of the movie. I think. Well, no, we, we saw. Uh, Nur or the 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 younger brother get together with Amanda. We didn't really talk about that subplot at all about him trying to hook up with the who's that the Hewitt? Is that who that's supposed to be? Yeah, it's supposed Jennifer to be uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt from Can't Hardly Wait. Okay, yeah. So she ends up offering a handy, I guess, for for his big romantic gesture, which is kind of a wah wah. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that is the going rate for a heartfelt romantic letter. 
Like, just saying. You know, yeah, you got to get, get a handy. Underrated. I mean, I, I just don't know, like, <laughs> a handy is, like, poo-pooed like a peck on the cheek. Especially not in high school. In high school, yeah. it's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, sure. What a, I think, someone's I, willing I to I look think at even me? just, like, like you know, looking at it, I think, is, like, a lot. I think that just doing an old Care Bear stare at it. What are you doing yeah. over there? <laughs> oh, you can you can have that for five seconds, or like a like you can you can you can through the over the bra touch the boob. Yeah. Okay. I mean that I'd take that over. Let me whip it out and you can stare at it for five seconds. Who's that? On the, on the degree for? of what she should be offering, I think she's going out with like a full to yeah. completion hand job is a big offer. I mean, you're you're filling in the blank. She didn't say that. She could be a real blue well, ball queen. You don't know. I mean, in that case, for him, I don't think we're getting that far, which she's banking on. She's banking on a quick in and out. <laughs> That's what he's banking on. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think about the uh, the prom band? I don't even recall the prom band. You, did, you didn't catch the good Charlotte throughout the prom? <laughs> no. <laughs> that no. didn't take you the warm fuzzies back to when good Charlotte was a thing? It didn't. I just kind of <laughs> blended in with the rest of the music that I didn't care about. The back of this, the back of this movie, there was a lot. This is why I gave it a G. A lot that I would just, I don't care, and I and I would cut. It's a short movie, and mm. I think what I liked may have been thirty minutes. And I think everything else was either like, oh, I'm just like waiting for something I kind of like, or just I would rather you did not see this, remove it completely. Mm. And the prom was full of it. Prom was, not, there was nothing in here. I, I think after. Trying to think of what the last scene is. Maybe it probably is that football game. Like and that was when, a rough one. Yeah, well, yeah, because that's like yeah, when uh, the when the secret gets spilled through the whisper. Yeah. yeah, I think I think the the definitely ain't white cheers good. Obviously, you get the end <laughs> at the end of it, which you, you you don't you don't love. But after that, it's kind of a, a you know a slow death to the end of the movie. There's nothing really here. But with this, so we we get after prom. It's our it's a quasi race mm-hmm. to find Janie between Jake and uh, also stupid character. Ricky we'll call we'll, we'll just call him Ducky name. based on who he's yeah. based off of. Yeah, friend. <laughs> the the best the best friend who will not get the girl. Yeah, sure. And he gets his this <laughs> fucked up on his journey to trying to find her. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get another romantic connection between. Um, Austin and Priscilla. Yeah, yeah. That was nice. And Bag Boy likes to watch. Yeah. And they all get decked out by Chris Evans. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they all get knocked out. And then we get to the airport where we get uh, your favorite cameo. What, Molly, Molly Ringwald? I'm assuming that's your favorite cameo. I mean, I'm I'm a little bit more partial to Melissa Joan Hart. She's kind of more my age range than, than Molly Ringwald was, but... I was a little surprised that they were only able to get one Brat Pack member in and that it was Molly Ringwald. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm not sure how many they tried to get. They I mean, I'm pretty sure more. Ted Nelson got a phone call and he just, he probably was, you know, off on a bender or something. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, I I do like it. It seemed like they were kind of up in the air and how trophy do we want to be as a teen movie? Mm-hmm. Like, do we want to like, have it be where they don't get together or, or that they, mm-hmm. they do, but it's like, it doesn't work out or something like different. And it seemed like, um, at the last minute, there was like, no, we're just going to have it be normal. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And 
I don't know. For me, th this kind of obstacle is a really weak obstacle. If this was a real like romantic comedy teen movie, this would this would have been a foul for me. It was too ridiculous. It like the stakes of oh, she's gonna go to France, and I could just call her and tell her I still love her, or uh, we could we can make up over the phone. Like, there's no reason why she shouldn't go to go to France. Like, why would you not go to art school well, even if you know that you like Chris Evans? Like, why would you yeah. still not go? Well, and you know? like the fake ending where Chris Evans is basically saying all that, where it's like, why, wait, maybe we shouldn't do this. I mean, you're going to be <laughs> studying abroad. I'm going to be starting college and like, mm -hmm. maybe like not, not in the cards. And, and then she, she's like, oh, you're just kidding or whatever. And then they, they move by it. But I thought that would have been a, a better ending. It's kind of just like, they realize that no teen movie romances don't work out. And it's like, we're just going to go on our adult lives and that's it. Right. I know. I know. I know of. I mean, I guess maybe not, because I know of two couples that have been married for almost at least over a decade that that met in high school. So maybe not it's maybe it's more likely than than we want to <laughs> give credit for. But it does feel, especially the way that teen romance, you know, romance has played out in these kinds of movies, that there's no way that those that that these kinds of couples are going to make it more than a year or two. No, I especially I think the qualifier here is love based off of big romantic gestures. I think those don't those don't work out. There's too mm -hmm. much mm -hmm. drama in the, in the in the mix to to think that that you can you you can match that kind of it's not really like passion but just like mm -hmm. um, really heavy dramatic love. I don't think you can keep that flame going. Yeah, well, you know, it, it's hard to chase the dragon of that like emotional high of a relationship when it starts off at like a nine or a 10. It's like you can't keep that kind of level up the entire time. You know, so it's like, you know, that's what we all that's what we all learn from speed is that if you start your relationship with that kind <laughs> of emotional impact, that kind of, yeah. uh, you know, danger and high adrenaline, it's just not going to last because nothing with that person's ever going to re recount the, the, the days that we were on a speeding train or a speeding yeah. bus or you know we were 17 we didn't even know who we were and like all of our love buttons got pressed like you're <laughs> never gonna have that again get out of here that's what we learned from speed for sure <laughs> uh so this is what molly has to say mm -hmm. uh, tell them the truth of, molly of her of her <laughs> read on the relationship for once tell janie what's true in your heart stop being such a little bitch and you janie Little Miss Other Side of the Tracks, awkward rebel girl with the pseudo-intellectual glasses. Why don't you wise up to Jake's bullshit? Stop being such a dumbass. Yeah. I will say it was a very, uh, it was a very, like, very, cl like, colorful mix of curse words. It's like, you know, <laughs> it feels like at the beginning she was going for PG words and then she just threw in the shit in there at a certain point. Like, I don't know. She, I don't think she got the memo of exactly what kind of cursing was supposed to be done in this movie. I'll give her a pass. Uh, what, what did you think about? I think you already said you were not a fan of slow clap guy, but this is where we get slow oh, clap payoff. That wasn't really a payoff. <laughs> when he starts assaulting the other guy, <laughs> that was the annoying wannabe boyfriend who yeah. starts to slick the, the slow clap. Mm -hmm. When he starts assaulting him, I'm even less, I'm even less interested in that story. <laughs> Is the slow clap even a thing in teen movies? I guess it is. They do they do slow claps. Yeah. I mean they kind of called that out. They called out the uh like the the slow motion kind of vanity shot where everyone has to like the world slow debt slows down around them. Yeah. The airport Mr. scene yeah. where, where they get free pass to security. 
Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I can't go this entire podcast without calling out my boy Ted Mosby being in this movie. So, way to go, Mosby! <laughs> Congrats! I'm glad you got to it. <laughs> that was right, right through the wire. You got that o- almost, almost with the entire time with without yeah. a Mosby reference. But you can't, you can't go the entire time. It's not, it's yeah. not allowed. <laughs> uh, so, did you feel satisfied with the sexual titillation aspect? Did, it, did you feel it, it, it whelmed you? Uh, it whelmed me. It didn't overwhelm me by any means. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, it was it was pretty much all in the first like thirty to forty minutes is where it Cleaned all gets up. stuffed in. Yeah. yeah, don't don't show up late to this movie or you're gonna miss all the sexual titillation. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be left. You're gonna be left because uh, it's basically like the the pool scene where Janie falls in and she's wearing like the skin tight red dress and then she then uh, uh, Jamie Presley pours the water on her. That's really the last kind of like. In my mind, the, really the gratuitous scene. Where where I think that was after. The lock- that was the no the the locker room scene where she is uh, doing the defense mechanism. Oh yeah, that had a very bring it on feel, where it's just like a eh, casual underwear. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, <laughs> that works out for some. Uh, but yeah, that's the that's a tidy bow on to not another teen movie. That's how we end. Yeah, I mean, we what always end with a nice tidy song? bow. A lot of the stuff I just forget because it's not interesting. But like the Randy Quaid situation where he's like playing out the Vietnam. Yeah. Uh, like, get out of here with with. I don't know, maybe because he's a name. They're like, oh, he he would be able to draw some attention. But I don't. I don't know if any Quaid's ever been the draw for anybody. I don't know. I mean, some people like him. He's got a. He's I mean, he's not a, bad. I'm not saying. I mean, this movie, I didn't like him in this movie, but like, it, it's not like I, I see his name on it, like, oh, no, this is going to suck. Like, he's good in Independence Day. He doesn't need to be in that movie either. Um, he's better in the in the Lampoon movies. I mean, he's good Vegas in Christmas Vacation, vacation yeah. Vegas, yeah. you know, Vegas Vacation, things like that. Um, but I don't know if any Quaid's ever been a, a box office drop. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Dennis. Sorry, 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 boys. I forget what his first name is. <laughs> sorry, boys. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's talk about the next matchup because we're we're done with this one. Yeah, we're we're down to our last four 2001 contenders. We are really, really getting to the home stretch, and I, I for one, am excited. Yeah, we got well, we got what I will call two heavyweights and two we'll sees. Okay. <laughs> But, well, I mean, we are in your half of the bracket, which means there's going to be some weirdness. Just just saying now. Well, you Um, you have to you have to pepper in some um, some wild cards. As we mm -hmm. discussed with this one, you got to you got to pepper in some 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 other categories that get under uh, that get overlooked too often. I'm with you. I will say these next two weeks are going to be are going to be rough because I already know I'm watching these movies by myself. There's there's no one that's gonna be watching these ones with me, so it'll be a it'll be a lot of notes and then getting ready to talk to you about why you made me sit through some of these movies, or or why you uh, you've been wrong your whole life. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, maybe maybe every ten years, my my you know you you change as a person with every seven years or whatever. So same. maybe that, that's that's a whole reason why we're doing this is to is to go back and look at past movies and see do they actually do they merit someone now going back and watching them. And the two movies that we have next on the docket. So one is of course our automatic pick. This one is the IMDb top-rated movie of 2001. Ooh, it says big credentials, coming in with big credentials. 
we have my precious itself, the Lord of the Rings, Lord the Fellowship of the, of the Ring. The one that started it all. The, the one that started it all. That's right. Yes. Uh-huh. The one the one to bind them all. Yep. This is it. And that's going to be our next movie. So that's the next one up. That will be the next movie that will be hot and fresh out out, out uh, in your podcast delivery forum for in the a, next two-ish yeah, weeks. You're ready for a two-parter <laughs> on that one. I know. I The last few movies, we've actually done a pretty good job of staying underneath the runtime. This one, I, I have to guarantee we're going to be underneath. If we talk oh, about this oh. for three hours, like we got, we got time. Could be another gladiator situation. Yeah, well, I, I, it would, it would not shock me if we are half the length of the actual movie in terms oh. of discussion. But we'll we see. No, we hope so. We'll see. But that one, do you want to reveal who that one's going to go against, or we save that one for a little bit of? Uh... Well, we can reveal it now. It's, it's going against Donnie Darko. We got mm-hmm. a, it's kind of horror sci-fi. We got a, we got a fun one. In the mix, Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, I think mm-hmm. this is, uh, I mean, it's going up against a pretty tough one, a pretty tough opponent. Clearly, yeah. IMDb top movie of the year for 01. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not going to have any easy, uh, any easy passes to the next round. But I think it, it's going to, it's going to make Lord of the Rings have to earn it. Yeah. It's going to have to be on its game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I am I am excited. As much as sometimes these movies are, you know, when I when I think about them going in, I'm like, oh, it's just gonna be a it's gonna be a large commitment. Uh, they sometimes they do surprise me. This one I will say, another team movie surprised me a bit. I thought it was gonna be a bit of a slog to get through, and uh, it, it turned out to be more enjoyable than I than I thought it was going to be. It's still, as we talked about, not anything where it's even remotely getting close to a to an outstanding. But for me at least, it it definitely avoided the garbage territory that a lot of other parodies don't. So we'll all again have to bring my open mind to Lord of the Rings and of course Donnie Darko when we get there mm-hmm. uh, and we'll, we'll give the we'll give the crowd what they're looking for in terms of unbiased MG advice and recommendations that's, our, that's all we can give that's our brand and the other part of what we do is we always do what we always try and end our <laughs> <laughs> we always try and end <laughs> to end our yeah. podcast with harmony. We'll see how that works. Okay, well, harmony, yeah, we've done it <clears> once. Let's try. Uh, me, 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 we and okay. <laughs> we are the OMGs, and we, we will, will be watching. watching. Huh? Yeah. I don't know. You're grimacing in a, in a strange way. <laughs> All right.